Welcome to episode 113 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name is Trent. As always, I'm joined by Jason, and we've got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Some music, some concerts, some news. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Mixing it up, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like to be varied. I think we talked about that last week. We were kind of eclectic in the stuff we talked about in that episode. Yeah. It, before if, the interview with uh, Skylar Kroom. That's right. If this, if this episode was a, a Jeopardy category, it'd be potpourri. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's true. That's, that's good, yeah. I never thought I'd say that goddamn word on this show, <laughs> but there we go. Right. The penis mightier Trebek. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, if you're listening on WSNR 102.7, we appreciate it. We're also on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com backslash thunder-underground. Find everything on there. And like I said, streaming every Monday night on 102.7 WSNR. Thanks again to them. Thanks for you for listening, and let's just get into this. Why not? about some concerts last week <clears throat> i went and saw brett michaels yeah at the hard rock here in tulsa at the joint how was that it was exactly what you expected to be you know if you like brett michaels you're gonna love it if you think it's a little cheesy you're probably gonna think it's cheesy yeah but <laughs> admittedly you know since i was like 11 or 12 poison was my first favorite band oh, i know that i i was there yeah. i remember all that right before i delved into <laughs> guns and roses and everything Poison was where I kind of started. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen him countless times. Well, not countless times, but a bunch of times, both solo and with the band. Yeah. And it had been a few years, you know. He usually makes his way around here on with a solo thing at least once a year or every year and a half at least. And I haven't gone the last few times, but mm-hmm. I figured, hey, it's due time because it's been three or four years. I think the last time I saw him was in Fort Smith at the old River Room which is now the sound room. Gotcha. On my way to Bill Street because okay. he's playing the night before. But in typical bread fashion, that's just a bunch of Poison songs and then Sweet Home Alabama and <laughs> usually another cover or something thrown in. This one was rock and roll all night. Tell me he didn't do his god-awful, god-forsaken version of what going. I got. Nope. Thank I was talking you. about that that Thank day, too. fuck Christ. <laughs> Because he, he played that when I saw him in Fort Smith. <laughs> and that, I think, is on that covers album he did. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that. No, let's not. <laughs> it's a it's a terrible cover of an even more terrible fucking song. <laughs> I thought you liked Sublime. No, no. Okay. Are you serious? I fucking hate that band. I can't stand that band. Okay. Never have been, you know, it's like, uh, they're, oh, man. Don't even get me started. Okay, I won't. Ugh, I can't. I can't. I'm in different. Fucking stand that band. I don't mind them, but I don't really care that you don't. Uh, like them. As long as we've known each other, you've never known that. I thought. Well, no, it's Thrasher that likes them. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, I can't fucking Thrasher. stand <laughs> fucking Sublime. Ugh. Anyway, back to Brett yeah, Michaels. Sorry. No. Sorry. 
Well, the only complaint is this is typical times I've seen him. He plays like 10 songs. Yeah. Which is a pretty short, nine or 10 songs, literally. Because he's got to do his, his whole, yeah. all of his goddamn stage raps and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but he's, yeah, he's, he stretches it out into a good hour and 20 minutes. And the, the only thing I get, <clears throat> you know, one thing I've always given credit for is even though he's doing those stage raps and a lot of the stuff is stock and stuff. Yeah. He's always, he never looks like he's going through the motions. It always looks genuine and always looks happy. Yeah. And he always sounds happy. Like he's having a good time when he's saying he's having a good time. It doesn't seem like he's faking it. Yeah. So you got to give him credit for that. Yeah. And, you know, every time I've seen him, I've been fortunate enough to be in the best crowd he's ever played for. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Every crowd is the best crowd. <laughs> but see, and that's the thing. I'm kind of like you. It's like, uh, um, and that's why I still give him a pass is because he's just, his positivity and, you know, it's it's a little corny, but you can't help get caught up in it when when you see it live or whatever. Yeah, you know. And he has Eric Brittingham with him now, in case you didn't That's know. Great from Cinderella. Yeah, and he of course was kick ass. Yeah. What do you expect from one of the original members of Cinderella? Yeah. Um, his drummer was great. He even did a solo. Extremely, I thought he was extremely good. So mm-hmm. this rhythm section was really good. The guitarist was. Uh, serviceable guitarist. I, guess. I don't yeah, want to. So you were telling me that you weren't really. What was up with. Why didn't you like didn't, this, this cat? It's hard to. I didn't. Don't want to say I disliked him. You know, he was good enough to do it. And it's not like. And some people are going to be thinking, well, this guy's replacing CC DeVille. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are. I've always talked shit on CC. Yeah. You know, because no one's calling him a virtuoso. But the thing about CC DeVille is when you hear one of his solos, you can tell it's him. Yeah. And that, that's always the mark of something unique and good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Whether you think C.C. DeVille's an awesome guitarist or not, it's irrelevant. To me, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a sound. And this guy was hitting the rhythm parts, you know, the riffs and everything, but the solos just didn't sound right at all. And it mm-hmm. wasn't like he was making them his own mark. He was still kind of playing them the way they were. They just didn't sound right to me. And, yeah. But also... You know, most every show I've ever seen at the joint in Tulsa sounds great. This sounded a little bass heavy, and which isn't a bad thing since it was who it was. But, you know, it just the way it was mixed, the guitar didn't sound loud enough either. Really? So maybe that could have played into it as well. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well. But overall, you know, Brett sounds good. He always, like I said, always puts on a great performance, even though it might be stock every night. Yeah. It's, he's at least giving you your money's worth and making, you know, if it's the only time you've ever seen him, you know, you're going to feel like it was cool as hell. Yeah. And I know, and he's doing this, sh- actually tonight, Wednesday night, if you're listening to this, the day this drops, he's doing this online thing because it's his birthday today. I see. Where he did it last year too, where he sells like 200 tickets and that's it. And if you buy a ticket, you can watch this live stream and it's like a one-time stream that'll never be shown again supposedly yeah and you and you know he plays music the band plays music and he plays some acoustic stuff and then he answers your questions and those 200 people have their right to you know bid on stuff because you know at the end of every show he auctions off everything not everything but he auctions off the guitar the guitarist is playing he auctions off his hat and his bandana and some other stuff and you know the thing we were at 
they auctioned off those three things, and I think the total was like over ten grand. Wow! You know, because someone bid like five thousand bucks on a guitar and yeah. a couple thousand bucks on a hat. And wow! Or maybe so it was a little. It was close to ten grand. I, I I like that streaming idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, and it's kind of a cool, unique thing because it's a one-time thing. Yeah. It's not like you can watch it the next day on YouTube. Exactly. If a, one of my favorite bands did it, I'd want to fucking yeah. buy a ticket, you know? And it said he's doing an acoustic <clears throat> uh, version of Cry Tough, you know, to celebrate the, you know, the 30th anniversary or whatever. Gotcha. Actually, it's 31 now, I guess. Yeah. He's kind of like Tesla where he doesn't know how to do math, but. Yeah, I know. Well. <laughs> hey, these are rock stars. They're not paid to be mathematicians, Trent. Right. Okay, just give them a pass. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, you know, like he's playing Cry Tough on this. Why don't you play Cry Tough in your set? You know, yes. maybe Poison is going to on this Def Leppard tour. Who knows? But yeah. it'll be interesting to see if they pull out anything or if it's all just the stock stuff like normal. Uh, it, but they're doing some headline dates in there, too. Yeah, so. you never know. You never know. And speaking of that, I know you saw it, too, The talking about CC and these Poison dates. A couple of their shows, Extreme is on the bill. Mm-hmm. And I guess when Extreme or Nuno posted this, there's a, a bunch of fanboys in there yeah, bitching we, about the fact that Extreme, you know, is too too talented and great to be opening for Poison. Well, that's just stupid. And then, of course, Nuno. Never because being, Nuno's a class act. Yeah, never being shy about posting shit on Facebook. No. You know, basically laid into these people. Well, he should. He should. <clears throat> you know, and he, and just the fact that he knows... You know, and, and he knows, you know, what, you know, what this is and it's for an audience and, and he knows that Poison has the hits. I mean, sorry to cut you off, but just, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad he kind of put these trolls in their place. Yeah. You know? And not just the fact about the band, he was also defending CeCe and this is Nuno, who's a virtuoso. Yes, exactly. What's defending, that tell you? defending this guy that so many people like to rip on, mm. so... Yeah, I thought it was really cool. It was a really cool read. And I thought that was a great bill. What was it? Poison Extreme and Jackal? Yeah. Fucking sign me up. Yeah. Jesus. It's that's like awesome. Our, it's like our 1992 dream. I know. I know. Yeah. If I, you could just add anthrax to the bill, it would be amazing. Even though it doesn't fit. Right? That might be a little tough. <laughs> <laughs> I think I th- that was last Thursday night. I think I'm up now, aren't yeah, I? Yeah. So the very next night. Yes. <clears throat> what did you do? Uh, made the trek to Dallas for, um, Saxon and UFO and, uh, James Jared Nickelheimer Schmidt. I don't know his fucking name. Um, it's like one of the guys with three names. I hear he's a ripping badass. Uh, no disrespect. I just can't remember the guy's name, but, uh, did you get there in time to see No, oh, okay. we, we were rushed as hell. Um, we got there just in time to get to the room. Um, and then get over to the venue literally like 10 minutes before Saxon hit the stage. Oh, wow. Um, and, and you know, it's the gas monkey and the floor was pretty crowded and we went down and we, you know, it kind of slants down and then flattens out, you know, yeah. we stood right where it was, you know, just at the bottom of the slant. That way you're just a little higher, higher up than all the other heads. Yeah. <clears throat> And you were still close enough where you could see really good. And I mean, it was a, it was it was a great show. They started playing, um, you know, the lights went down. They started playing "It's a Long Way to the Top." If you want to rock and roll, 
and they get about halfway through it, and then they just walk out, and just bam, right into battering ram. <laughs> I mean, you know, that there's no, like, you know, curtain unveiling or majestic music. It just, you know, uh, the ACDC shut off, and then bam, right into battering ram. It was sweet. Yeah. It was great. I mean, I love Saxon. They're one of my favorite bands. But, I mean, I'm telling you, you know, you've got what you've got here is you've got Nibs Carter, okay? You've got Doug Scarrett. You've got Paul Quinn. You've got Nigel Glockler. And you've got the fucking man, Biff Byford. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> these guys, do your grandpas do this shit? <laughs> no, they don't. Okay, these guys, I mean, it's just insane the amount of energy and the and just how how amazing uh, th- these guys sound there's nothing phoned in i mean you know biff byford 66 and he sounds amazing he's nailing everything he's doing all these high notes and all this shit you know and fucking uh nibs carter the bass player his looks like his head's gonna fucking pop off he's like doing all these windmills and shit <laughs> you know uh, uh and you know, I was really impressed with, you know, Paul Quinn. Yeah, he's the solo player that's like, you know, just to look at him play, it looks kind of like, almost like, you know, raw and maybe, I don't want to say sloppy, but kind of Jimmy Page-ish, you know. But like everything, every note is on point and every flurry is there. It's kind of like um, a Dave Mustaine type kind of solo playing, like where it doesn't look like, you know, <coughs> His playing doesn't look, it almost looks like he's slapping the fretboard, but the sound is coming out as just accurate and amazing. Um, I mean, it was just, they had a great set list. I've been, I'd been, you know, the night before in Houston was the opening, the opening night and they did 12 songs. And then in Dallas, they did 13 songs. Uh, you know, they switched some stuff around. They added in 20,000 feet, which was bad fucking ass. And they played Denim and Leather, which they hadn't done in the U.S. in a while, I don't think. I'd noticed that it was actually on some stuff in Europe, was Denim and Leather. <clears throat> and um, they didn't play it when we saw them in Oklahoma City a few years ago. But they did play it when we saw them at Rocklahoma. Yes, which I don't remember, and we don't need to get into that right now. Okay. But anyways, um, they played it. It was fucking great. Um, I mean... Dallas 1 p.m., uh, Power and the Glory. Yeah. Uh, they played Sacrifice, Motorcycle Man, which is great for me. I love that song. That was kind of my intro into that band. Um, you know, you'd think it would be like Denim and Leather or something, but that was like, you know, because I'm a metallic freak and they covered it like 10 years ago and that's where I kind of started. Anyways, just, just a great fucking night. It was just an amazing set. And, um, you know, I didn't stick around to see UFO. You son of a bitch. Because you're probably you're gonna give me shit, but I just I'm not a big UFO fan. Sorry, I'm just not. Yeah. And you know, and to st- and to stick around and, and I don't hate them, but you know, to stick around and see them, I would have had to have you know had a few beers or something. And beers were like ten fucking dollars, so we just. Went and drank somewhere else cheaper. So I just saw Saxon. So, you know, so sue me. I'm sorry. You know, I'm only human. Yeah. I, I can tell <laughs> you want to you fucking unload on me. Go ahead. It's okay. 
It's yeah, okay. I understand. Uh, well, okay. All right. All right. It's not like Dr. Doctor is one of the greatest songs of the 70s or anything. Jesus Christ. You know what? It might be, but it's not my cup of tea. It's not my bag, baby. Yeah. I mean, is that okay? I, I guess mean, it's what's, okay. what's wrong with it's I'm not I'm not dissing them. I'm not slagging them like I did Sublime a little bit ago. Right. I just they're just not my thing. It's okay. I understand. So that that's 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 where that went. And uh, you know, um we decided hey, you know, they're playing San Antonio the next night. We're not doing anything, let's go to San Antonio. You know, we knew that it, they were off sale, you know, and we thought, well, we might not get tickets, but we're not doing anything anyway, so let's just go. And we didn't. It was all sold out. Uh, there was guys out there trying to get tickets that couldn't get tickets. Oh. <clears throat> and uh, it was it was a done deal, man. It was, And I looked up the set list, too. It was, they, they headlined. It was the only... Only night on this tour that Saxon was headlining because I think they're a little, they do a little bit better. That's like one of their biggest cities in America. Really, that they do good in the San Antonio. I figured it was just like a flip flop every mm-hmm. night. Oh. Uh, Eddie Trunk was talking about that on on the show the other day, and uh, they played like sixteen songs. They played Strong Arm of the Law. They played uh, Chasing the Bullet. I mean, they did all kinds of great shit, but. It was not to be, you know, but it was okay. We kind of knew that going into it, you know. We were just spontaneous, you know. But uh, that that was my that was my Saxon weekend. Yeah. So uh, there you go. I mean, I had a blast. They're they're a great, amazing live band. Yeah. Hey, I will tell you, I saw UFO here in Tulsa a few years ago, and you saw them. It at, was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Well, you saw them at the Vanguard, which probably was pretty damn cool. Yeah. You were probably right up there. Yeah, what's his name, Phil? What's his last Mog. name? Mog. Yeah, sounds like, just sounds flawless live. Mm-hmm. Vinnie Moore, you know, has been in that band for a while now, yeah. kicking ass. Yeah. So, I mean, anyway. Well, Vinnie Moore can play anything. Yeah. Well, if we're going to talk about, if we're talking about Saxon here, classic metal. Yes. Ripping badass stuff, you know, that represents the... I know where we're going. I like it. Represents that sound of yeah. the, the 80s, but just a little bit heavier than most That's bands. Right. Let's play some Death Grip. Yeah, we've we've got the band for you, people. Yeah, this is a band, coincidentally, out of Dallas, Texas, yep. where you just were. Yes. Called Death Grip, and we'll <clears> talk <throat> about it when we get back, but this is their brand new track that just dropped at the end of January called Demonizer. Once every thousand years, he returns to Earth to bring chaos to humanity. He is only known as the Demonizer. Yeah. 
Dallas, Texas, we've had on the drummer from that band, Scott Bond, on episode 73. Go back, listen to that one, it's a good one. Yeah. Lots of cool stories. Yeah, he's got tons of stories from throughout his career, and he's been in Death Grip now for a couple years, and he talks about all the stuff they've got going on, too. Yeah. Speaking of that, they're going to be playing Rocklahoma this year, just like they did last year, and they're playing the Friday, early evening. It's what I saw them post. I don't know that the actual... Lineup's been released, but yeah. I see, you know, they're playing the Friday on the retrospect stage, and then they're playing Saturday night on the Camp Yeager stage. Okay, cool. But yeah, Shit, I mean, that's awesome. That song's ripping, you know, just kicking ass. Yeah. That the vocals are, you know, just unbelievable. Yeah, the vocals, like, the vocals, like, just like ripped my head open right down the fucking the middle. Like the scalp is split. Yeah, the scalp is split. <laughs> and my brains fell out because the vocals are just like so badass. It's like Rob Halford fight era. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I really got crazy. I really got that kind of fight vibe, you know. But it's also got that, you know, like I mentioned about Saxon, the, the classic '80s metal sound, mm-hmm. and then also that Judas Priest sound, you know, kind of lends to that because the vocals. It's got a real power metal vibe, Primal Fear. You can yeah, hear that. Yeah, definitely. Just mix all that stuff together. You know, these guys yeah. got something badass going on. It, Scott Bond's back there squashing balls on the drums. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, and they've got a video for this song. Check it out on YouTube. It's pretty cool. You know, it's got some 
you know, performance stuff as well as yeah. I like some the, graphics the guy's heads on. like getting swollen and blowing up. That was badass. Yeah, and just falling over. It was great. <laughs> but yeah, once again, search death. <clears throat> excuse me, death grip on Facebook. Follow them, like them. Check these guys out. You can buy that song Demonizer on iTunes. So go do that. All right. And we mentioned Camp Yeager. They released their lineup, you know, here a while back. We hadn't talked about it yet. We mentioned Death Grip. We've also got Fist of Rage, Switchback, and London's Dungeon. Yes. London's Dungeon is also from Texas, like Death Grip, Switchback from Arkansas, and Fist of Rage, of course, from here in Tulsa. That's right. We love them. We love all those bands. And Camp Yeager, we've talked about every time we've talked about Rocklahoma because... You know, we camp within fairly close distance of that. We can walk to it within two minutes. Oh, yeah, definitely. So we're over there all the time. They always put on excellent, you know, production shows, all this stuff. Thursday all day is a pre-party that's a joint deal with the retrospect stage. So a lot of those bands end up over there. Mm -hmm. But this year they're just doing two bands Friday night, two bands Saturday night. And then Sunday night they're having a party and it's calling it quits. Yeah. I guess this is their final year. They're deciding to wrap it up after, I guess, I think a nine-year run. I think they started in the, th- it was either the second or third year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, hey, I'm glad to have been a part of it every year. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, you can't blame them, you know. I mean, you go on a vacation to go set up a stage and run that all weekend. Probably want a vacation from that. So, yeah, you know, hey, you know, I get it. Yeah, but, hey, I mean, they picked four bands. It's a strong as hell lineup if yeah, you're only going to yeah, pick what, four bands. Yeah, what a way to blow it out. Yeah, I've actually seen – hold on, I haven't seen Switchback, but I've seen the other three. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. and You know, these all these things go on after the main stage ends Friday, Saturday night. So after Def Leppard and Soundgarden get over there and watch those four bands, and it's Sunday night, I'm not sure exactly what their farewell party is going to be, but mm-hmm. I would assume it would be – you know, a lot of people over there since it's the final night. Yeah. At yeah. least as far as the the stage goes. Yeah, it'll be you know, great. They'll still be out there next year partying, I'm sure. That's right. Well, what do we else do we got to talk about? Well, speaking of Rock Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. We're, just, we're just like, I like how we just are flowing into these subjects. They just kind of segue perfectly right into each other. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, the Rocklahoma Madness is what it's called, and it's, uh, KMOD's done this the last few years, I know. Mm-hmm. Well, they at least came into sponsors it as part of, you know, with with Rocklahoma. And they do like a 16-band tournament basically around the same time as March Madness to play off of that. Mm-hmm. You just get on the website and vote. They're now in the second round. The first round just ended recently. And uh, whichever band wins this gets to play the, let me say this right, the River Spirit stage. Yes. That used to be the Hard Rock stage. <laughs> it's the River Spirit stage. It's the second, basically the second stage, the big, you know, there's three stages in there and it's the second biggest one, basically. So whoever wins this gets a slot, you know, an opening slot, I think on Friday. Yeah. And we're in the second round and I know we've got Less Than Human, Driver, Screaming Red Mutiny, Grind, Smoke Offering, The Normandies, mm-hmm. and... I forgot the other two bands. Is, is Machine in the Mountain, did they make it? Yeah, Machine in the Mountain. Okay. I believe, yeah. Or did, 
Smoke Offering did not make that. I should not say that. Oh, okay. I believe they were up against Screaming Red Mutiny and Law. I can't remember. I, I, I or at least that's now. And, I should and, have and, it pulled up. But I was like, how do I vote on this shit? That's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> I'll vote. And then I'll go, like, vote for somebody. Like, <laughs> you know, when I vote again, I vote for the opposite. Because I don't want to fucking... You just canceled your vote out. Yeah, yeah, I canceled my vote out. And I'm like, well, I just had... I did no fucking good there. I don't, I don't want to not... I don't want to hurt anybody's chances, you know, of... Getting a great slot at this festival. Yeah. You know, I mean, I love all these bands, you know, um, and so I, I, it's tough. I don't know. I don't know, but you know what? It doesn't really matter because, you know, KMOD's website is so dicked up anyways. <laughs> so it's probably all fucked anyways. So it's already you know, rigged. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> don't get me started on that. <clears throat> yeah. It's, I think. <sighs> You know, whoever wins it, it's a it's a good thing because, you know, even if there's not a mass crowd over there, there's a lot of people already in the festival. Yes. You know, gathering over there. Well, you know, and it's you know and, it's something you can put on a resume. Yeah. You know, and so, it's experience. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people is. that'll be in there that'll hear you regardless mm-hmm. if they're over there watching you, and then that's kind of that's always a draw too. Yeah, you know, your name's on a t-shirt. Yeah. I mean, bam, you know, and you know, it's just all, all I can say is you know. Best luck to all these guys, you know. I mean, uh, if it was up to me, every one of them would be on there, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, and, any of these bands we listed could benefit from this. I mean, yeah, Less so. Than Human, you know, has a stage show going on that, you know, people would, you know, probably be drawn to. No shit. Screen Red Mutiny, of course, has a sound that, you know, would fit perfect out there. Mm-hmm. Machine in the Mountain as well. The Normandies, you know, would kind of be a kick in the ass to, like, People be like, well, what the fuck? This is different. You know, yeah. we've got some punk rock out here. You know, just all these bands yeah, well, bring something, you know? And I know, and, you know, uh, like you said a minute ago, KMOD probably already knows who they're going to put up there. So, <laughs> right. fuck it, I said it, you know? I mean, I don't know for sure, but, you know. Well, as long as it's one of the bands we just mentioned. Yes, yes. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, is it time to play some more music? That's, I a, think- that's a good segue because... This next, this band we're going to play is playing Rock Lahoma. Yes, they are. They on are. the Axis stage, which also the Normandies are on the Axis stage, yes. and they're just trying to make it to the That's right. to the bigger stage. Well, let's do this. This is a brand new song from Locust Grove called Monster.
Monster from Locust Grove out of Oklahoma. They're actually out of the Oklahoma City area. I know Zane Smith's from Chickasha. A couple of these guys are from Norman. Nice. Zane Smith, of course, was formerly of Anti-Mortem. Yeah. Who's another badass band out of Oklahoma who had a great album out that you need to check out if you never have. Oh, for sure. But once you check that out, then turn around and get on the Locust Grove train because these guys... Yeah, Locust Grove is where it's at. Do that first, whatever. Yeah, yeah these guys... Man, I can't explain it. You know, I talked about it when I saw them live. I can explain it. Well, okay. you saw them live. You're lucky. I haven't seen them live yet. I will, though. It's just like this in... You know, intensity is a good word. Balls out, fucking metal. It's just... Yeah. You, you watch the video for this. That's a good way to put it because all four guys... The drummer included are just like head banging, going nuts. Mm-hmm. This video, That's what you want. That's what you want. Yeah, this video shows that. The video was actually recorded at Thunder Alley. Thunder, yeah, it looked, looked familiar. That's what I thought it was. So, I mean, well, you, riffs, you know, there's riffs galore. There's badass vocals galore. This song, look, look, listen to me. Listen to me. This song can't walk. It can't walk because its balls are so goddamn huge they're dragging on the ground. They're like one of those. This song is like one of those pictures of like those third world dudes with huge fucking balls that's covered up by a fucking sheet. They can't fucking walk. They can't fucking walk because the balls of this song are so big. And then that solo comes in and it's just like all soulful and it's like all soaked and wet. So then the balls are wet as and big. I mean, this song. Fuck. I mean, this is a good song. And then it, you know, the chorus hits and you're fucking singing it, gets stuck in your head. Uh, I can't wait to see this band live. Um, I wish to hell when, when they were opening up for Sons of Texas, I didn't have to work at 4.30 in the morning the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's my, that's, that's my, that's my review, my Locust Grove review. Well, you're going to get the chance they're playing the Shrine on May 13th with that's right. Reliance Code, The Revolutioners, and another band. Well, I'm going. I'm going. I don't know how they're going to get those balls on the stage, but I'm going to go and watch <laughs> and see how they do it. Did you know the drummer of this band used to be in Lord Dying? Really? Yeah. Are you serious? I just saw it on his page of like skimming through, and it said formerly drummer of Lord Dying. Well, it wasn't the guy that we saw him with. The guy we saw him with was like kind of had short hair, and he was kind of bitchy and stuff. <laughs> he was kind of bitchy about the lights and the. About that, he yeah. was kind of divish, but anyways. Yeah, it's not that guy. No. Okay. Good. Good. I think Lord Dying has had several drummers. Probably. Okay. Probably. But back to this, yeah, okay, Locust yeah, yeah, Grove. Yeah. They've got several songs up on Reverb Nation. Go check them out. You, if you didn't like that song, you know, suck it and turn us off. Turn I it off what... right now and and go listen to Christopher Cross or something. Fuck you. Are you knocking on selling right now? Well, yeah. Why wouldn't I? What the fuck? Next subject, Trent. You didn't see UFO, and now you're knocking on Christopher. Jesus Christ. Christ. Here we go. Here we go. You know, it started last week, and now the the beginning of the end just continues. You're just, you're, you're being too mean, and my old delicate ego can't handle this. What do you have against Michael Schenker? First you hated Scorpions, now God you hate UFO. damn. I know he's not in either Jesus band still, but... Fuck. I don't, I just I don't I don't they don't suck they're not bad I just never dug any of the the shinker ilk I don't know <laughs> all right well I know something that you did dig okay that's Metallica yes and oh, you still yeah do. yeah I'm, I'm stupid for that band <laughs> so let's talk about this the other day I'm skimming through YouTube 
And one of these guys that I've subscribed to is named Guitar Raz, I think is how you say mm -hmm. it. So look this up. It's Guitar R-A-Z-Z-E is his YouTube name. I looked to see if he had a Facebook page or anything. I couldn't find one. But this guy basically re-records. I know he's, I think he's done some other stuff, but the, main, the ones I've listened to are record Metallica songs. And he would take something from, say, Death Magnetic and record it in the Injustice for All tone. Or something from the Black Album and record it in the Justice for All tone. He, had, <laughs> he was really fond of the Injustice for All tone, I think. Yeah. Time. Those were several of the ones I listened to. And it was always kind of blew my mind how he could do that. And just the other day, he uploaded To Live Is To Die if it was on the Black Album. Yes. And you think, well, this is just some dude recording this shit. No, this dude knows what the fuck he's doing. This is yeah, high quality stuff. How how he can capture these these production styles, I mean it's it's pretty cool. I mean it's one thing to just, you know, learn a song and play it, you know, uh, just learning a song from your favorite band, but to get these production styles down is pretty and you know he's uh, it's just it's just, it's pretty neat. I couldn't do it in a million years. I couldn't even fathom it. Yeah, it's just like, and he adds stuff to the song to like, besides just the, you know, guitar or drum sound. Yeah. It's like he had this orchestration part into it, like, you know, was on Nothing Else Matters or Unforgiven. Mm -hmm. Put that into the mix and, you know, on a lot of the the previous ones, he, he would change up the solos a little bit to like kind of fit the style of that record. But this one, he left the solo the same mm -hmm. and just made it sound like it was on the Black Album. Yeah. And that still just blows my mind how much it sounded like a Black Album <laughs> song. I'm like, this easily could have been on that album. And, I mean, this song is so good because it's, like, obviously one of their all-time great songs. Yeah. And all-time great metal songs, if you want to say that, yeah. too. So it's just, you got to go on YouTube and look this guy up and listen to this. Yeah, Definitely. And there's some other, there was a if Spit Out the Bone was on, I haven't listened to that one yet. I think if, it, if Spit Out the Bone was on Injustice for All. And then there was some <laughs> other dudes that were trying to be like this guy that it did some crazy shit. Like if Hardwired was on St. Anger. Oh, God. <laughs> and it was just all, because you know, the beginning of Hardwired is real drum heavy. So, yeah. of course, the, it sounded like total ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think next we're going to go into a little uh, local talk. Are we? The Devil You Adore. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. get into that. What's going on with them? Well, our good friends at Devil You Adore just announced recently that they're changing their name. Effective, is it after Rocklahoma, right? I think so, yes. So, as we talked about here a few weeks ago, they've got a new vocalist now. Devon LaCour. He used to be in King High. Great band. He's got a great voice. But they decided with the change, you know, because previously they had a female singer mm -hmm. and it's kind of obviously has shifted the sound of the band. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, saying their new stuff's heavier. So they just thought it was time to change the name and they've changed it to Claim Your Enemy. Okay. And well, that's a cool name, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And I get it. You know, you, you've, you've got a different voicing coming in and it's affecting the, the songs. And maybe, maybe that's what you feel you got to do, you know. Yeah. Maybe that's just how it feels. It feels right to do that. Yeah. You know, when you do that, it's got to be a tough, 
choice to make because mm-hmm. you've already spent all this time promoting yourself, promoting your band. Mm-hmm. You've got out T-shirts and CDs and stuff, stickers and everything, and you've let it, you know, and everybody knows who you are now. And now you've basically, you're not starting over because a good chunk of your fan base is going to be there and see this happening. But yeah. there's going to be a lot of people It's going to take a little bit of time to get used to that or to find out. So, you know, hopefully it's a smooth transition for him. And, I'm sure it will be. Yeah, I mean they're, and it's gonna sound it's gonna sound great. Yeah, I mean they're a great band. We're here to talk about them forever because we you know we love these guys. That's right. We actually had the full band on back. We recorded it last year, Rock Loma, so it came out last June, I believe. Okay. So go check that one out as well. Well, what else we got? We got some stuff that's like completely off the wall from everything else we just <laughs> talked about. You want to talk about this new Chris Shiflett stuff? Yes, yes, I did. Chris Shiflett. Uh, he's a guitar player for the Foo Fighters, and uh, you know when he's not doing that, he's got his own podcast called Walk on the Floor. Which, uh, by the way, does he still do that? I don't know because I, it's not episodes. on any of my list, and he yeah. hadn't done it. But what he when he did it, it was really good, and it was mainly, you know, in his when he's not doing Foo Fighters, he's he's really into honky tonk, old country, kind of rockabilly kind of stuff, and. He's had Chris Shiflett and the Dead Peasants. They did an album. It was, if you like, kind of roots rock, you know, Americana stuff. Uh, then they did a covers album of a lot of old country songs. That was great. Well, not to cut you off. No, go ahead. He did one of Merle Haggard's final interviews. and Yes, that's right, and it was a good one. Yeah, it's a great podcast. It's like a 45-minute yes. interview with Merle Haggard, and it's you got to check it out. Yes, and, and uh, <clears throat> he, he's got a new album coming out. Uh, in, uh, God, I looked it up the other day. I'm terrible. Um, I think it's in April. Okay. And, uh, there's two songs on Spotify. They're on Sirius. Uh, one's called Sticks and Stones. One's called West Coast Town. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's like great. Just like, uh, you know, it's, it's like, I got an old country feel, but not like an old feel. You know, and uh, I think that's his his voice helps that out. You know, it gives it a little bit more of a modern feel, and it's just it's just good, like you know, dusty desert fucking road trip. You know, kind of just Americana rock and roll. So go check it out if you're anywhere into near any into any of that. Yeah, you know, it's good stuff. Well, speaking of the Foo Fighters, did you see that they're doing a new? Sonic Highways, basically. Is that See, I've I've heard, yeah, that was I've heard that they well, they mentioned it that it was going to be a second yeah. season of this. Yeah, and I didn't know if that meant because you remember when that came came out and we yeah everybody watched them all. Yeah. It's like this was so good that even outside of just the the songs they were recording, you know, the good chunk of the show was just them Dave Grohl and. You know, a little bit from the other guys mm-hmm. delving into the music of that yeah, town. So I thought, town. you know, they could easily just go to any town they wanted that has any kind of musical history and keep doing this. That's right. So even if they're not working on another album with it, they can still just do it, you know? Yeah. yeah so hopefully exactly. that's what they do. Uh, are they going to go overseas, you think? You'd eventually have to because, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you could probably, you could find another eight cities in America and oh, pull it yeah, off with. definitely. And you know, I, I just can't wait till they go to Gothenburg. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh shit. <laughs> Anyways, well, speaking ne- of, yeah, next. Well, speaking of documentaries, I watched that yeah. uh um Eagles Death Metal documentary I a while still back. haven't seen that. And that's just man, that's so good. Like it's not good in the sense of like you know, you feel like it's hard to get through. You know, basically cuz you know the subject matter, but yeah. It's so they they were with them the whole time they were going back and everything so it's real you're seeing all these emotions like for real it's not yeah. like a forced thing or anything and but it's it's good because it gives you a lot of the background on josh hom and you know it, uh, jesse yeah and it gives them you know it gives a lot of the you know the history i didn't realize between them two went clear back to when they were kids yeah and you know it talks about of course why josh wasn't involved with it once you know, after the first album yeah. and only on occasion and everything, but, and it shows a lot of footage from the concert when they went back and it's even got like Bono and the edge on there talking about it, you know, since they invited him to come out and play That's right. at their show before that and all that. Yeah. It's definitely worth checking out if you like music documentaries. Yeah. I need to see it. We're going to talk about this Pearl Jam thing. I want to talk about yeah. it. I want, I, I, we, yeah, I want to talk about it. Cause we already kind of talked about this whenever, they announced Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. And they announced the winners. Pearl Jam, of course, was one of the inductees. Inductees, I say winners. They announced, you know, the Hall of... It's not the band who picks it, for those of you who don't know. It's the Hall of Fame who says these are the people that are getting inducted. Yeah. And it's so kind of weird because they've always said, basically, the rules are you had to have played on an album. Mm-hmm. That's the only rule. So it can't be like, you know... I can't think of someone off the top of my head, but, you know, when Guns N' Roses went in, they didn't induct Gilby Clark because he, he played on an album, but it was the covers, covers album, album, so they figure, well, that's not important yeah. enough. But they didn't they didn't induct Dave, I'm going to always say his last name wrong. Abraziz. Yeah. That's Abraziz. how I say it. I don't know if that's <laughs> how it is, but that sounds right. the easiest coming out of my dumb shit mouth. Right. You know? <laughs> but they didn't have him on the list, and he played on the first two albums. Right? No, I mean he played. Dave Cruzen played on ten. Oh, he came in like during. But that. he came in he during that on, tour cycle. He was in all the fucking videos. He yeah. was in MTV Unplugged. He was he was and he played on the next two albums, which were also huge. Yeah, Versus and Vitality. And he doesn't get in. I don't. What the fuck is that all about? I don't get that. It doesn't make any sense. No, it makes no sense. You know, and they're inducting but Matt Cameron. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame doesn't fucking make any sense anyways. Right. They're inducting Matt Cameron, yeah. which that's <sighs> great because, you know, this guy deserves to go in there. He's part of Pearl Jam for a long time and, mm-hmm. of course, an original member of Soundgarden. But he doesn't deserve to be in it more than Dave. That's right. That's <laughs> you know, right. for this band. Yep. And anyway, the, the reason we're bringing this back up is because Pearl Jam announced that they're bringing them all. Yeah, all, all five. five drummers are guests of the band. Yeah, you know I don't. I mean that you know they can't get inducted, but I think the the band can bring who they want and I guess come up on stage with them. I don't know that. I'm not sure of. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully I don't know how that do. works out. Yeah, but I mean I, I'm. It's a class move by Pearl Jam, and you know it kind of recognizes. It shows that they recognize how dumb the fucking rock hall is being. So I, I just I was really glad that Pearl Jam's doing that because uh, they've got they're they're 
their output is such that, you know, each drummer had was there at some kind of pivotal time. Yeah. So I think all those guys should be on there. You know, I mean, band to band, case to case, you know, everything could be different. But that's one of those where, you know, at least three or four of those guys should fucking be there. So I'm glad Pearl Jam's doing that. I think that's a great thing. Well, you've got Dave Cruzen and Jack Irons. So who's the fifth one? I'm forgetting. Um, I, 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 uh, the guy that used to be in Smashing Pumpkins for five minutes, Matt something. He was another Matt. And he was there for, he would just did kind of an interim thing, but they're still inviting him. Nice. You know, because once again, they're class fucking people. <laughs> <clears throat> well, we're getting closer to that. And I've, I haven't watched the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in like 10 years. Mm-hmm. But if they end up saying Steve Perry and Journey's going to perform together, I'll probably break down and watch. Yeah, yeah. It could still happen. I mean, I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah. Maybe it's just they're doing it in secret, you know? Yeah. Keeping it from us until the night of, and we all go, oh, shit. Right. You know? Well, if this is your first time listening, we appreciate it. I mentioned earlier, soundcloud.com backslash thunder-underground. The Thunder Underground is the website. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. YouTube is at The Thunder Underground. Subscribe to us there. We've got a new thing we do now called Every Album in a Row. Yes. Which is basically what it sounds like. We pick a band, and separately, on our own time, we listen to all their albums in chronological order from the first song to the last song. As long as it's not a live album or something. Just all the studio albums. And we've done Metallica. We've done Megadeth. Both those are up there. Guns N' Roses is coming later this week. That's right. And you'll probably get... Ozzy and some other ones soon after yes, that. Yes, yes. So yeah, be on the lookout for those and check out the previous ones. We've also got reaction videos for Metallica's Hardwired album, Avenged Sevenfold's album, The Stage, Black Sabbath concert. On our SoundCloud, you can check out all the previous 112 episodes we've had on guys from Crozier and Conformity, from Battlecross, from The Obsessed. From Megadeth, Crowbar, Sons of Texas, Soil, Warrant, Insight, Scattered Hamlet, Europe, The Bullet Boys. God, we've had Drowning Pool, Avatar, uh, you're talking about Ozzy, we had him on once. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, Episode 3. James Hetfield. Okay, we've had none of those other guys on. But we did have Drowning Pool on, we had Avatar. We had Freddie Mercury's final interview. Jesus Christ. Uh, we've had, jeez, uh, uh, like you said, guys from COC, uh, Sid Falk, Overkill. Uh, we've had some great local guys, Driver, Severmind. You know, some, you know, we were talking about that Rocklahoma madness. You know, we've had Screaming Red Mutiny, Machine in the Mountain. Uh, you know, we've done some, some out there kind of stuff with Shooter Jennings and Ian Moore. Uh, you know, we've had a Chris Green, uh, from Taiketo, Eric Kluber, uh, Mark Kendall from Great White, uh, you know, uh, Devin Micah from, you know, from Micah, we've had her on, uh, like, like we, Scott Bond, we talked about earlier, go check out that episode. I mean, we've literally covered it all. So there's, you're going to find something you're going to like. 
Yeah, we're like, you know, diehard rock and metal geeks, but I still think the Shooter Jennings episode is probably my favorite episode ever. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, I, I kind of ha- have to agree. I think the Shooter Jennings episode and the Reed Mullen episode, Reed Mullen from CFC, yeah. uh, talk about two just, two of the nicest fucking guys you'll ever meet in your fucking life and, and could talk about anything. So uh, those were highlights. Go check those out. Um, you know, you can actually hear my nipples get hard in that uh, in those episodes because I'm so excited that I'm talking to these people. <laughs> That's how cool it was. Yeah, I think it was the same way on the Eddie Valise from King episode. Yes, King Eddie Valise from King. God damn it, how we forget. We just had what, Skylar Croom from He Is Legend on. Yeah, uh, we've had uh, I Apollo. Um, we've had. God, yeah, mean, if you like that kind of stuff, Miss May I? Miss May I, we've had, you know, I mean, uh, we've also had Kyle Shutt from The Sword, you know? I mean, we've been all over the place. We're we're, we're grateful to, to have some of these guys on. A yeah. Legion. Oh, yeah. A super Joint. Well, if you're listening on WSNR, we appreciate it. If you've never listened to them, you need to get on the Crykey Premium Radio app, download that thing. Dial up 102.7, 24 or 24/7 rock music, and then in evenings they're playing shows like ours. Where every Monday night, 7 p.m. Central. And hey, what I just thought of when we we're mentioning all the people we've had on, we mentioned Warrant. So what did you think of Warrant's cover? Oh shit, I liked it. I liked why don't it. We, why don't I just stay here and drink? Yeah, you know, um, I kind of thought it was going to be. Uh, a more, I kind of thought they'd do it like a faster kind of thing. Yeah. You know, but they didn't, and I'm kind of glad, you know. They kind of, they did a, a pretty cool version of it. They totally did their own thing, their own spin. They made it loud, but it wasn't douchebaggy and fucking stupid. It was great. I, I really enjoyed the way they did it. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. You know, Robert Mason, he'll, I'll listen to him fucking sing anything. Yeah. You know? I was surprised with the fact that it wasn't faster and more rocked out, mm-hmm. but it was rocked out, obviously, but it was like... It was just more like, like a groove, you Like know? you said, it was like they stayed true to like the original in a sense of that it, the speed of it, I guess, mm-hmm. and the feel of it, but it sounds like Warrant because it's you know more yeah. rocked than obviously... Yeah, you know, all the power to these guys and, and, and Robert Mason and, I mean, you know how you were saying... Poison was your band that got you into all that. Yeah. Warrant was mine. So, I mean, you know, I've, I'm on board with anything these guys want to do, you know. Well, they announced that new album's coming out. I think it's the first week of May. Well, um, guess who's going to own it? Yeah. Me. <laughs> and that's, that's like the last track on the album. Yes. I, well, I'm excited. Can't <laughs> wait. I will have my fat little ass on down to the store and buy me a copy. Hell Yes. Well, we got anything else we need to talk about before we call this today? I think uh, I think we're good. Uh, you know, episode one thirteen is in the books. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you thought about uh, Vinnie Moore's riff on Rock Bottom, but I guess I can't do that. Well, so. I was going to ask you to go fucking have sex with yourself and quit giving me fucking shit about it. Okay, Trent. I'll do that. Okay, good. All right. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Mm-hmm.